0: Well, welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Joshua and Anna Gresham.
1: It's good to see you guys today. Yes. We're glad you're with us. Well, I, you know, I'm not seeing you. You might not even be seeing me, but uh, it's good to be with you.
0: Yes. If you are seeing Anna, you're seeing some very bright white earrings.
1: Okay. These earrings were given to me from uh, our missionaries to Thailand.
0: Nice. I didn't know they gave you earrings.
1: Yes. Oh, look at Wasn't that. that. Nice.
0: That's so sweet of them. Oh, where's no. Where's my earrings?
1: You don't. Your ears aren't pierced. Well, I don't have
0: ears pierced. Uh, yet. So
1: I I wanted to wear them today. And Beautiful. I love it. Pretend like I was also a missionary to Thailand.
0: Well, that's not how that works. All anyway, right. hey, let's get right into our topic today. You know, this is something that we get asked about a lot. I mean, I know I do, which is how to prepare for a blessing. Now, it might not be that the question's asked in that particular way, but the question is uh, about tithing, about giving. They talk about their time, and I think this is a misconception uh, with the Bible. A lot of people have so many different um, ways of thinking or interpretation of the Bible. So the way that I perceive tithing and let let me start off with this because you want to get down into the you know how to prepare for a blessing but I want to I want to do this tithing is a requirement not a sum of all of our parts as one but individually speaking my tithe is financially I give a tithe Uh, of my time I give a tithe every aspect of my life is a tithe to God
1: The beautiful thing about obeying God's Word and uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to help you and to guide you into the truth of God's Word, then also getting into Scripture and seeing what the Word says is the Holy Spirit reveals this truth, and when you have a revelation truth, meaning it has become a revelation knowledge in your heart by the Spirit of God, and you've begun to put it into practice... Mm then you start to see, oh, God, you have so many wonderful blessings through the tithe, through my time before you, through financial giving, uh, what you have for my life. God is a God of blessings and big vision.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, we, yes, I mean, and that's it. God asks us for our entire self, not just portion. So therefore, the portion of everything In my life, I give to God. Um, Otherwise, it's not like I give 10%. So if we give the percentage of the tithe, with tithe, obviously, that that breaks down to a tenth, but the tithe is not like, okay, I'm gonna break that up. 2% of my volunteer time, 2% of my finances, 2% of my prayer walk, you know, whatever it is. Not that. It is literally 10%, a tithe of every aspect of my life is I give it to God first, and that's how I make my, you know, my everyday walk with Him and the best of my capability. Some people, unfortunately, will only do certain aspects. And Correct. It's, and I want to do all of it. And you know what happens is is too too many times people will um, the let me say it this way because I think this is a better illustration we we're told when you're exercising and when you're preparing your your body for like a diet or whatever crash dieting is no good if you crash diet, what happens is, is you 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 can last for a few weeks, but you you haven't prepared your mind, your body, your everything, you just like cut everything off and you're hoping that's gonna work. And it's a very small percentage of individuals that, that that will actually be successful for. So, in the same way, when it comes to tithing, I believe you can't just come in and crash dieting. You haven't prepared yourself in the financially to be able to do this. Meaning you've got to cut back your everyday spending to make room for tithing. Tithing should come first. So that's where you have to realize I've been just frivolously spending any way I want, however I want. Now you're like, now I'm, I'm gonna die, and now I'm going to tithe. Well, the problem is they can't coexist. And and, and it's, it's bringing this side of the frivolous back to be able to tithe to up to where you you've been requested by God to do so, and then when you've positioned yourself to do that, that's why Matthew chapter six is so beautiful. God then begins to say, "I will meet all of your needs. I will take care of things." So the frivolous spending of just buy whatever you want to do, go do what you ever want to do, begins to be dialed back, and God begins to re, you know reveal those things to you.
1: Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, correct? Correct. Whenever you study that out, all of these things, it means every piece that belongs to a whole. So every piece of your life that belongs to a whole, the sum of a purpose, the very purpose of your life, God says, if you seek after me in every aspect of your life, Mm -hmm. I will then put all of the pieces together that fulfills one beautiful and grand purpose. Uh, And you're just so thankful. Often we get so caught up on all these things rather than the seek ye first, the kingdom of God. And the enemy, Satan, Here you go, you start tithing, or you're going to begin purposeful in your tithing, and what happens? The enemy tries to attack, or there's a temptation, there's a distraction. I mean, you guys, this is what he does. We get surprised by it. We should not be. Uh, This is where we get in, and when you know the word, and you recognize, oh, I'm a tither in Malachi, the word of God says that he rebukes the devourer for my sake, mm-hmm. meaning, devil, in Jesus' name, get your hands off my finances. Uh, this belongs to the Lord. My finances belong to the Lord. The 10%, we see that through Abraham. Mm-hmm. You know, often people say, well, that's in the Old Testament under the law. Did you know that Abraham was tithing before the law, actually? Yeah. So when you begin to really dive into the word of God, uh, then you start to see just how beautiful the tithe is in giving God our best. You even read about it in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 8, it says, the priests who collect tithes are men who die. So Melchizedek, Kichizedek is greater than they are because we are told that he lives on, talking about Jesus, our great high priest, right. and there's a whole section here when it comes to tithing in Hebrews chapter 7, which is great. You can also read in Malachi chapter 3 about the tithe. Mm-hmm. We encourage you to do that. Uh, but the key of it is is you start to realize God wants to prepare me for a blessing.
0: Right. Yeah we had to lay down this foundation of understanding tithe the 10% of finances and everything that you do in life, everything, not just certain things, everything. And the reason why you have to lay down this foundation is to comprehend the preparation for a blessing because it's always based around the law of seed time and harvest. There's always needs to be a sowing of something to reap something. So that's where... The fullness has to be understood. If I just started off with how to be prepared or how to prepare yourself for a blessing, and then just went through these steps, and then you have the theology or the philosophy of thought that tithing is well, it can come or go, or it's just not that important, then I would be giving you uh, a view of something that's not realistic for your way of living. I'm telling you from our own testimony, my wife and I, of tithing our entire marriage, we have seen the understanding of seed time and harvest.
1: So for us personally, it's the very first thing that we commit to God. And whenever we commit our tithe unto the Lord, uh, we also sow seed and offerings unto God as well. But that is uh, its separate category. Um, Tithing, we... Take it to God and speak a blessing over it because it's blessed.
0: Yeah. So the first of the month we get paid. We get paid the beginning of the month, and then we only get one check for the beginning of the month, full sum of it. So then I tithe off of that. I we we choose to tithe the gross um, instead of the net. We do the what we got paid, and then uh, I write a check and I write a check and then I give it in the Sunday offering. So if Obviously we get paid in the middle of the week right now so the middle of the week then this Sunday I will write a check for the top. So some people are like very adamant that it is the first first thing that goes out and then um and then they you know they would go ahead and send it out right now but I I mean for me personally I'm giving the first and I'm giving the the, the you know the top
1: one thing about tithing for me, when I think about giving unto God, I get super excited because when you read the Word of God and you recognize that God has an open heaven that He just wants to pour out blessing upon blessing, and based upon our obedience to His Word, uh, this is not a competition or a comparison or a dread or you know drudgery coming. You know, like we are so excited. Even in the times when it's been lean, you guys, when we church planted, we left a very fruitful place, uh, working at New Life Church in Huntington, West Virginia, God calling us to church plant. Uh, we left insurance, a steady income, and it, it was financially uh, challenging. Yeah. And you can give every excuse to say, well, you know what? I'm not going to do it. This is where our encouragement for us, putting our tithe before the Lord and sowing it into the kingdom of God, then we gave way for the Lord to move on our behalf. You know, but there are even people that tithe that don't recognize the blessing that belongs to them through tithing that God wants to meet your need. So it's not just that you're tithing. You also need to get in the word of God. And read what belongs to you that the Lord wants to bless you.
0: Yes, the promise, the understanding. So so the first step in all of this on how to prepare for blessing is acknowledging that God wants to bless you, period. And that's what you're discussing right now. Yes. Uh, you have to get in the word to have the revelation that God is for you, that he wants to bless you. He wants to prepare that blessing for you but you have to know that you have to realize oh this is available to me I think we can all attest to moments in our lives where we were unaware of something and then when someone makes it aware to you you go I had no idea what that that's possible and you're like yeah and you know I've been doing this for months now and you're like oh my gosh I didn't know that was available and then when you do know it's available guess what you're going to take advantage of it Um, And that's the beauty about this.
1: I love in Psalm chapter 5, verse 12, it says, For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love, or your favor surrounds them as a shield. God has, uh, God's the best gift giver. He's your greatest giver. He's the biggest giver we all know. And he wants to uh, flow through us so that we could be a blessing to others. You know, that's where so many people miss it when they look at this. Uh, You know, Jesus, there were women who supported the ministry of Jesus financially Mm -hmm. in order for him to go out and minister the gospel. God's always used finances to flow through to help further the gospel of the kingdom, which is awesome to think about. But that means we're going to have to give of our finances to further yep. the gospel of the kingdom right. and get excited about it. Yep, uh, I've had to come to a place, so I, a few years ago, we were uh, financially, things were tight. We're making it. We've always had excellent credit. We want to use wisdom with what, yep. you know, God's given us and be good stewards of what the Lord has given us. You had injured your back, okay, because you fell down the stairs. Yep. Holding our child, Mm -hmm. holding Carly, and you protected yourself. Nope, you protected her. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You had injured your back, and medical bills are pouring in. During that time, I'm looking at. We've got four kids. We're church planning. I'm, I am a stay at home mom. We have one income, and uh, I think three of the kids were at home then at that time. Or anyway. I began to deal with fear that we weren't gonna make it, thinking, oh my gosh, how are we gonna pay all of these things? What does this even look like? And had gotten so overwhelmed that anxiety just ruled my thoughts when it came to our finances, to the point of having panic attacks, and uh, and it was it was a lot. So during that time, and it was stress. During that time, I began to talk to the Lord, and I'm like, "All right, God." And I, I went to the doctor, got things checked out. nothing was wrong with me. It was all stress-induced. But I had asked the Lord, Lord, what's the root of this?" And he said, "You have a fear that you're not going to make it." Mm. Like it was yeah. like right in my spirit, there's a fear there of, and here, we're still tithing and giving. Sure. But I've been under attack in my mind and not getting in and putting a demand upon what God had to say about our life.
0: Right, and that's why Paul says you have to renew your mind daily.
1: Yes, so I repented, then I went before the Lord and began to read scripture about God providing all of our needs according to his riches and glory, about God rebuking the devourer for our sake, how he says to prove him now in this, how he wants to bless us and take care of us and be a a flow through us and and renew my mind to the word of God based upon our position as a child of God Mm -hmm. that we're being obedient to give God our first fruits. And do you know the first thing that he asked me to do? was so a special seed yeah. offering into a specific ministry that he knew that I needed to step out in faith and release something during a time that naturally it was financially very tight to do right. that yeah but I was I'm not going to be bound by fear of finances right because I want the moment that God tells me to bless someone and to f- flow from that place of generosity that I already have a foundation of I'm a Tyler God you you just flow right through me. Yeah. So it was a growing time in my life. Uh, I'm thankful that God got me through it and that I was able to see just the faithfulness of God, uh, of who he is. And time and time again, we have seen God bless us in seasons that we weren't sure how it was going to take place. Right. Last year with Christian school. Right. We... Our youngest two, we put into Christian school. We do have a scholarship, but we still had a lump sum to pay. We took that to the Lord. We said, God, we need you to meet this need. We're asking you to provide for it. And you know what's cool about God? The way he met that need, we preached at uh, three different youth events last year. And the finances where we got paid for those youth events paid for our youngest two, children to go into Christian school. He brought an avenue for us to minister into teenagers to help pay for our teenagers to go to Christian school. The moment we presented it to him.
0: Right. So that, so the first step, again, acknowledging God wants to bless you. The second thing is sowing seeds. And that's what Anna's talking about. The sowing of seed is so important because again, you actually said this in a message not too long ago, which was uh, what you reward yourself with, you will reap. And, and, and so there's some, I mean, I, we don't have enough time to dissect all of that, what you're saying, but what you reward yourself with, God's blessing, when you acknowledge that he wants to bless you, you reward yourself with that knowledge, then you're going to begin to sow the seed because you're being obedient to what he's telling you to do and in turn, you're going to see that God's taking care of everything you need. He, you're going to reap these things. And so that's where God is so wonderful. And this is not a prosperity message of you give and then you're going to get back tenfold or or whatever. It's not that type of a message, but it's a prosperity message in knowing that God wants to take care of you. And it might not be in the same manifestation as far as I'm giving of money therefore i will receive the money but it can be in different ways that you receive this blessing you can't count it in the in the in the side of just the financial dollar figures but it's in the whole circumference of what god can do and that's where it's important so sowing seed is imperative
1: naturally speaking what you sow you do reap right so why are we not recognizing that that is the same when it's this is a biblical concept.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: And why are we limiting God on how he wants to bless us? Right. And then are you talking to the Lord about the blessing? Are you going to God with what you need and saying, Lord, I'm asking you to provide this. Send it out, bring it in. I mean, this is a conversation that here we're just walking around. It's like you're just sowing seed, not even thinking about it. When God has a harvest for the seed you're sowing, we got to get intentional about where we sow, how we sow. You're planted in a church, sow. Right. Why would you not sow in the church that you're planted in?
0: Right. Where you're being fed. So then that leads to the the third point, which is make room. That if you're sowing, make room. So that's... Back to where Jesus talks about the vine and the and the branches and how there is a pruning that takes place. Even in our own lives, we need to prune to make more room. So some of those things that you're doing in your life or whatever it is, begin to prune and make room because God wants to bless you, uh, and that's where. It's just examining yourself every single day according to God's word that you are in a position of blessing, that there's nothing hindering you and anything that's keeping you from those things. So it's self-examination. That's the way I take it when I when I say the words make room.
1: Okay. In order to make room, that means you've got to clean out something. Right. You're going to have to give... Uh, Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. You're going to have to be willing to have a generous heart mm-hmm. and give of yourself to make room. And for me, that's when I think about, uh, like recently someone had blessed us with um, a specific amount of cash, and both of us immediately were like, "Ah, that doesn't belong to us. We need to pass that on. We made room, rather than hoarding that, and, or saying it was ours, and buying something to put into a room. Right. We made room, and we're obedient to listening to the voice of God, of just having that flow, and released that seed, uh, and we're so thankful that we did. So it's also just being aware of what is God asking you to give. Are you listening? Are you are you looking for opportunities to make room? Right. Uh, and... Naturally speaking, you can even look through your home. You can look through what you have and realize, "Oh my gosh, I'm in a gimme 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 stage." <laughs> you know? Like, "God, I don't want to live that way. I want I want to just be generous and make sure everyone's needs are being met. Show me, Lord, what do I need to get rid of?" And I'm not yeah. talking about that can of vegetables that's like onions and potatoes that nobody likes. (laughs) Right. Right. Like what, what are we doing? Like we get in and we sow God's best and love on people through God's best.
0: Yeah. Another aspect of making room is uh, the famous saying that, you know, we've heard time and time again, you don't, you don't give to get, you give to make room to give more. And uh, I, when I think about making room literally I go to second Kings chapter 4 where you see elisha uh and the in the Shunammite mm-hmm. woman and she made room for the anointing she made room for the prophet and so she she what she had she made room for for God to use in a mighty way and then in turn what happened she's blessed with the son and then the sun begins to pass away it passes away. Elisha is then called upon and then revives the son. Beautiful story. Revives
1: the son in the very room that she had built for the man of God. Right. And that flow of generosity from her uh, ended up being the greatest blessing.
0: Right. By making room. So what you have... You're making room for the anointing of God in your life. You're making room for God to actually pour back in and just you supersede your expectations, giving you the opportunity to give even more over and over and over again. So it's a beautiful step. So again, how to prepare for a blessing? You gotta acknowledge God wants to bless you. Then you gotta sow. Then you gotta make room. The, the, the next step, the fourth step is expect. Uh, he's going to take your little and he's going to multiply it. So you've got to begin to expect these things. This is the faith moment of knowing what you know, that God said he's going to do what he said he'll do, that he's actually going to proceed forward with what it is, and you just wait upon the Lord. Yeah.
1: Are you believing God? That's a great question to ask yourself today. And you're like, what do you mean God multiplies? Jesus Multiplied food, twice that we see in the New Testament, which clearly shows us that Jesus loved to feed people and, and multiply and feed the poor. Uh, we see Jesus multiplying the fish, showing Peter how to uh, believe God and catch a boat full of fish, when in the natural, it wasn't happening before that. The Lord is in the business of multiplication, yep. and I'm so thankful that... That what I give him, he can multiply. Now, in expecting more, you don't deny reality. I've got a great, I've got two scriptures here out of Hebrews 11, uh, verses 11 and 12, that you recognize my part in expecting more, our part all throughout the Word of God and through the New Testament, which I love words and seeing words through scripture that I grab a hold on. What is it that we're expected to do? Because yes, we need to expect God and believe God. According to His word, my part is I. I believe that's the key word here. Right. Is that I believe, Lord, I'm going to trust You. Lord, I'm putting my faith in You. God, I thank You for Your hand that's upon my life. God, I thank You that You want to bless me. You want to bless my kids. God wants to bless Your kids. Lord, You want to bless our marriage and our home Mm -hmm. and take the best care of us. So, Hebrews eleven. 11 and 12, it says, It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. Here's multiplication. Are you ready? And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. Right. (laughs) Right? A nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. Sarah believed... Abraham believed, and it was accounted unto him unto righteousness, actually, that they had faith in God. They worshiped God. When you tithe and you give, you should be worshiping unto the Lord and thanking him for what he's doing in your life. What an honor honor to give God our first firstfruits. Yeah. Abraham and Sarah were tithers. They were very blessed. You know, in Galatians 3, 13, it talks that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law because Jesus Christ was made a curse for us. And then that connects us to Deuteronomy. Is it chapter 28? Yes. Talks about the blessing of Abraham, that God's blessings are upon us. Um, and we are heirs. We are the seed of Abraham. So what belonged to him also belongs to us through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you can look at even see this testimony. I like that the the Bible, like Sarah's like, Abraham's good as dead, you know? Like, I mean, that's as plain as it gets. Right. You might be looking at your life right now, your finances. We could have looked in our finances and been afraid to even go to the mailbox to get another check. We still could do that at times. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And you gotta make a decision to say, God, I expect more. I'm believing that in the middle of this, I'm not going to go by what I see or feel. I'm going to go by what you have to say and believe you have faith in you, Lord, that you are making a way, even though it looks as good as dead. All right, don't act like it. Sometimes we we don't call the reality of what it is. You just pretend like nothing's wrong, and then you're not even paying your bills. That's stupid. We've got to get in, call it out, take it to God, and believe God for it.
0: Right. The expectation, it's interesting when people want to fight about tithing. I, I always get a slightly confused by it because I go, why are you fighting wanting to give towards the kingdom of God? Of what God wants to do on this earth? To yeah. Why is it that you want to fight the thought of not giving and want to combat in some way with the scriptures to say look we don't have to tithe. we don't have to give this anymore and then i think but 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 god is asking us to do something i mean there's always been an asking of with the 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 rich young ruler it was to give it all away I mean, there was there's some type of a sacrifice that takes place and then you just see the outpouring of God's anointing. It's not about giving money, though. Or sorry, receiving money, and the, in the giving of your money, it's not about receiving back that money. That's where it's wrong, and that's where it's manipulated, and it's false, and it and it gets real perverted fast. This is a matter of just your heart, where you realize God's asked me to do something, and I want to give Him of this. So I'm. Inter- it's interesting that people would expect God. To provide for them, to provide their needs, but yet there's no sacrifice, and it always goes back to David on the threshing floor of buying this man's threshing floor to 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 have a sacrifice, and he said, I the, you know, obviously the guy was like ready to give it to King David, and David was like, absolutely not, I'm going to pay for this. I would never offer a sacrifice to God that yeah. didn't cost me something. I I would car- carry that throughout every aspect of your life. So for me, it's interesting when people are like, "I'm expecting God to do this for me," and I'm like, "But, but do you give? Like, how would you expect something, but yet there's no sacrifice to this? So, it, oh, I'm always cautionary when I hear people wanting to fight about tithing. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't understand that philosophy because I practice the tithe every single time, any type of finances come in my life. I practice the tithe in every aspect of my life, not just the sum part. Some people, again, have the misconceptions like, well, I, I tithe by volunteering. That's just the 10th of your of your time. I, I want to know about the 10th the of your finances, the 10th of your first week, that time that you give to God, not just volunteer time, but the time you sent in his presence. So, I mean, that's, that's important.
1: Well, and we're called to use our gifts for the kingdom of God and serve. Uh, don't allow you serving in that place of just using what God's His grace on your life to um, to take the place of you giving God your first fruits, which also belong to Him. Because we can have a revelation in one area. And then not have a revelation truth in another area through the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where, praise God for God's Word, that we get into His Word, and we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Right. And our eyes are open, our ears are open, and we're good soil, so that God you know, is just continually moving in our lives. Right. We want that. You guys, I feel like we've got to read Malachi chapter 3. <laughs> Uh, Not the whole chapter. Did you think I was going to read the whole chapter? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I know you did. I know. But this is valuable to say here in uh, in chapter three, he tells them, uh, now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. This is in verse seven. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? This is what I'm talking about of having that moment of, oh, God, what do you have to say? What are you saying in my life right now? Mm -hmm. And he said, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me, but you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse, For your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Uh, And we can continue reading. And he also even tells us a part of tithing is a discernment. Verse 18, then you will see then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Tithing also opens the door for a discernment between the wicked and the righteous. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you are so connected in every aspect. We know money's not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root. So whenever we love money more than God, then we are looking at worldly things that are gonna burn up, one day right? rather than an eternal and heavenly reward to see the kingdom of God go further than ever before. Right. It's true. I mean, it's just true. Yeah. So I don't know why we're afraid of money. I love that. You know, the word of God talks about, you know, all the cattle belong to the Lord. Everything, everything belongs to God. Right. Why are we over here trying to think that any of this belongs to us?
0: Right. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. I, don't, I mean, Again, it's the wicked ways of the world, and it's the influence of the world upon our lives, and we're told not to love the world. We're told not to be of this world. And, and even I've got a fifth point here, but there is a, a sub point between four and five, just a subtle reminder as you're going through these steps and praying it out. But for me, I go to James chapter 4, 3, where it says, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you will what will give you pleasure. Mm. So I think it's if how to prepare for a blessing is also hey, have a pause moment and go, is my heart in the right place? Is this a moment for me to get blessed or is it a moment for me to bless others? Because and how am I how am I processing this heart moment? Is it for me to get get get? I know we've said it a few times now, but it's important because moving into step 5 is you need to be a mirror image of what our Father does, and that is to bless others. So, in the preparation for for the blessing, when you receive that blessing, because you will receive that blessing, is now, hey, I have given back that blessing, the tenth, the tithe, all right? I've given that back to Him, and now it was an over and abundance more than I anticipated. Now, how can I use this? Well, it's to bless others. So, that fifth uh, step here is blessing others over in abundance because you need to be asking yourself is, is like, what was the abundance for? It's for me to mimic how my father operates over an abundance. He blesses others. So it's blessing people. It's, it's, it's not something crazy and extravagant unless the means are there and God's given you that ability. But it, I mean, it can be, man, we've been blessed extravagantly by people and you're always like, Oh my gosh. And we're so blessed, not by the gift. We're blessed by their obedience. We're blessed by the example they, they lead before us. So I go, my gosh, what an extravagant gift. And I'll look at Anna and I'll say, I can't wait till we can give like that. Like I, I want to move to that level of giving.
1: Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. Cause this is something purposeful that we're doing together uh, in our marriage, where we we are we tithe that already belongs to the Lord. We have offerings, but we want to sow seed in preparing for a blessing. We want to first be a blessing. So in our own lives, we have determined to look for opportunities to bless others, and then not compare. The widow's mite was just as beautiful. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because Absolutely. of her heart before the Lord, this isn't a comparison of, oh, we want to be able to bless that big because we're comparing. No, 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 no.
0: No. Wow. We just
1: want to be an outsource and an outflow for the kingdom of God. Yes. Um, and a scripture that the Lord's really ministered to me over the past year is found in Proverbs eleven twenty five: The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. Really just Recognizing, God, I want to live from a place of generosity. Yeah. And God naturally, he's just going to water us because we're watering others. It's that flow from the throne room of God that the Lord is pouring blessing on us, and then we're looking for opportunities to bless others. But our first fruit belongs in our tithe, our offerings to uh, to our church, mm-hmm. and then we, we go from there.
0: Yeah. Um, we give to missionaries, we give to other churches, other, other pastors, we've blessed. And that's, and that's a regular monthly thing that we do on top of it.
1: That we're continually looking yeah. to see. We
0: consider that our tie that goes into our home church where, you know, that, that's where I'm, I've been instructed by Malachi, I'm bringing it into God's storehouse. This is our church, this is home, this is the storehouse. So I bring that here into God's house. And then everything else above that is what we consider to be offerings and obedience yeah. that I give above and beyond my tithe.
1: And a cool testimony during that same time, whenever you had injured your back, we were refinancing our house, and we had uh, signed up for uh, it was charity
0: charity care, care from through UNC.
1: UNC to help facilitate your bills. Bills, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're trying to refinance our home. We have excellent credit. I call because we have a hang-up and something's not adding up. Charity Care was supposed to communicate uh, through the system, of the bill system, for them to know, hey, we're gonna take this over once he's approved. There was a a slip, a mishap, and that did not happen, and they were not going to refinance our home, and we really needed it financially. Mm -hmm. It was going to help uh, lower our house payment, it was a lower interest rate, and I, I'm talking to this person who is very unhelpful. Uh, and they're like, hey, this is just what it is. And It's going to take six weeks for this to change. And it's not, I'm like, no, we're supposed to close this week. So I got off the phone and I had this like righteous indignation.
0: No, 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 no you're, you're missing a part. I had to call. I know, I was getting to that. Okay, I want to make yeah, yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So they would not talk to me. Josh had to call. So I called Josh up and I said, "Hey, they won't talk to me any any longer because it, your name's on it." And then out of my spirit, I said, "Josh, we are tithers. We are givers."
0: You're still missing a point. What is I it? called and I got I got the individual who was not willing to bend or help and just oh, tell me right. that was it. So I hung up and I called you up and I was like, what am I going to, what are we going to do? Because this is hindering, this is going against what God said in his word that he, that he's for us. He's going to bless us. He's protecting us when we're righteous. Meaning we, in his eyes, we were okay. We weren't wrong. Yeah. I was like, you defend this. Now, if I was wrong, obviously that's a whole nother story, but we were okay and we were in the right standing.
1: So he says, prove me now in this, we put a demand on it rebuked satan off of our finances in jesus name in the name of jesus but then also i said god this belongs to us we need a suddenly right now Mm -hmm. and you said prove me now in this so we prayed you call back
0: i called immediately right back and i got a different individual and that person was like super cool really nice and was like yeah let me see let me see this they're like, oh, yeah, I can pull it up. The person prior to that was like, I can't pull this up. I have no access to this. Like it was just they didn't care. They were having a bad day. They were treating me as if I was just nobody. And then this next person was like, oh, no, no, no. Let me look at this. I can pull it up right here. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you can pull it up. OK, beautiful. Pull it up. They're like, oh, I see the problem. Blah blah. blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right. Not a problem. We'll take care of it. Which was so crazy because they took care of it immediately, and the next day my credit score was high, right back up to within where... within one day. One day, which still and it was going to be six weeks, right? From right, six it was going to be crazy to after their change. Yeah, it yeah. was nuts. So God takes care of it. He takes care of you, and that's that's the point of this.
1: He also he expands. Your vision for the kingdom of God. Right. Because what you're sowing into reaches further than we could ever even hope or imagine. He does exceedingly abundantly above all we could even ask or think with right. it. Exactly. So uh, Hey, get I'm excited. ready, prepare yeah. yourself yeah. for a
0: blessing. It's gonna happen. All right. Okay. I'm excited. Hey We're stirred up. Share this with someone, someone who's got some questions, somebody who's been sitting there thinking about it, or how do I get, you know, how do I get my my myself in a position to be blessed? Send this to them. Let them know that you care for them, that you love them, and uh, I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference.
1: If you're married couple, sit down, have this discussion. Yes,
0: be in one mind and one accord. Yes.
1: And uh, yeah, we're excited for you. God's faithful.
0: All right. You guys have a wonderful day and we'll see you guys here soon. Bye.